So thanks for joining us today on Leadership Log, which is a podcast for the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center community on topics of interest. And the topic of interest today is learning more about Match Game 2022. Um, so we've got the, the uh, SIMS team here with us, the SIMS innovation team. And uh, we're going to meet all of all of the players. Ma'am, uh, Margaret, if you could introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your career background. Sure. I'm Margaret Merkel. I am the innovation project manager lead for the innovation team here in the simulators division at Wright-Patterson. Um, Sims division uh, manages uh, training and simulation devices for aircrew training across the Air Force. So. Okay, thank you. And Emily? Oh, you're on mute. Sorry, Emily Eniston. Right. I joined the innovation cell under Margaret's team um, as a support contractor a little over a year ago. All right, and Christina? Um, I'm Christina. I am a electronics engineer for the innovation team and the SCARS team. And I've been here almost two years now. All right, and Marilyn? Hi, I'm Marilyn. I have been on this team. Um, I've been in simulators for a little bit over three years and almost three years on the innovation team, pitch day team. What Christina forgot to mention is Christina also plays a valuable part on our team. She has provided the prizes last year for a uh, match game. So just did not want to forget that. She's quite okay. the um, talented one. All right, good deal. Uh, so uh, Margaret, ma'am, if you could tell us what, about the innovation team. Um, how big is the team? What, uh, what do you do? Um, you know, what, do you, what are you focused on specifically? So, so the innovation team within simulators division was stood up just over three years ago now um, to, uh, to execute on um, Dr. Roper's vision of, uh, of working with industry and uh, outreach and venture projects and actually to execute on General Brown's vision of accelerate change or lose, right? So we need to figure out how we can accelerate adopting new technologies um, into uh, existing Air Force systems and how we can take advantage of things that industry is doing and partner with them on updating our systems. So the, the innovation team sits in this kind of crossroads between working with AFWorks and Air Force Ventures and the SBIR programs, and also working with some of our current simulators division vendors that are out there doing their own research and development efforts. Uh, and, and then working out with our um, training units on exploring spaces where they see things that they might wanna use out in industry or have a problem that they needed solved. Um, and we try and bring things together and organize for projects that um, let us explore using new technologies and applying them to current Air Force problems. Yeah, so it's, it's all about solving real problems in the Air Force. Um, and, and so you're trying to find companies and units, units that have unique problems and companies that have unique solutions and match those together. And that's kind of what led to the match game that you guys first did last year, correct? Right. So over the last three or four years, um, 
Air Force Ventures and AFWorks have done a really good job of reaching out to industry on, um, on, on new innovative projects and product um, reuse or dual use between military and commercial use of technologies and bringing those things in. Um, but uh, what we wanted to be able to do was to take that next step with some of those projects as they have developed a successful prototype and as some of our industry partners that don't qualify for SBIR funds, we wanted to have an event that was kind of like pitch day where we reach out and explore a new space, but takes it to the, the next step down the road, which is taking something that's a little bit more mature than a pitch day effort and um, seeing if we can use it in another space. So um, we want to we want to look at things that have already gotten some level of Air Force support in one context and apply them possibly to another context, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, lots of times uh, projects are done in um, in a very small tryout. And people just don't know that they happened. So they don't know that the Air Force has already made investments in or has already tried out a given vendor's technology or a given piece of software. And we and we so we came up with the idea of a match game to be able to um, look at a problem space and look at two or three vendors that have done things that are kind of similar to that problem and um, give them an opportunity to demonstrate and um, do it in a fun format where we could outreach to a lot of folks. And that's um, the ITSIC conference that's in the late part of November. So uh, so you guys did this last year. Um, tell us how, how did it go last year? So um, last year went really well. Actually, I could turn it over to Emily to talk about last okay. year's it's sure. um, match game because uh, she did a lot of the planning work and and she was our producer of the show. So <laughs> why don't you tell us about it, Emily? It went really well last year. We had about 30 different vendors apply and we matched them um, three up with different units. So it was kind of unique because we had four units who applied and two of those had a similar problem statement. So we had three vendors present to them and three to the other two units. Um, and there was a lot of conversations that got started at ITSIC because of it. Uh, I think the vendors had a great time kind of being able to showcase what they've done and the units had the opportunity to go over what, you know, problems that they're experiencing and get some really unique options for solving there are different problems. So it was a great success last year. And we've had a lot of positive feedback come back from the event. Okay. And uh, and Marilyn mentioned prizes. Christina, can you tell us a little bit about that? How did that work? Uh, yes, I have one of them actually. Or, there. <laughs> there we go, there we go. I made our, um, our Sims Innovation logo a little light bulb into mm -hmm. ornaments for all of the participating vendors and units. Um, and I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm working on the new ones are these little planes. Okay. <laughs> or the blur doesn't help, but um, so all of, I don't know how many vendors and units we will have this year, but mm -hmm. I'm working on making those for 
this time. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so um, let's see. For the outreach, okay. So you you had vendors. Um, you uh, you look to get organizations, Air Force organizations as well, to get the problem statements. Um, how exactly do you outreach to the Air Force units? Do you go through MAGCOMs or are you looking at like more smaller units that, that would apply for, for a solution? Uh, how, how does that work? So, so we put out the call um, through our MAGCOM partners and also through just training units that we have, have interfaced with in the past. So for, for example, last year, one of, our, um, one of our units was a training squadron um, for the C5 um, and the device, the, the part task trainer that they used for aerial refueling was being retired. It was a, a, a 30 plus year old device that took hmm. up a very large space in a hangar because it, um, it generated the images of the receiver aircraft and the tanker aircraft mm -hmm. by using miniatures, scale miniatures of the plane that weren't actually too miniature because they like hung from the ceiling and they um and then they use cameras to 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 show how these how the the uh tanker and the refueler would come together in space right and this was a you know cutting edge technology for 1985 when it was built but it mm -hmm. was old and needed to be retired because it was um unable to be maintained anymore so yeah. they put they wanted to explore the space of virtual reality technology where we could emulate the tanker and the receiver in space in a virtual reality headset and um, one of the reasons we're exploring virtual reality for this sort of thing is the previous um, uh, aerial refueling uh, part test trainer was a very large space to um, maintain. It was a building that was probably 20 feet by 20 feet by 20 feet tall. It had mm -hmm. air conditioning and all of these other things that were very, and mechanical things that were very uh, intensive to maintain. Whereas um, if we're doing things in virtual reality space, even if you have a seat that has um, replica controls for the aircraft, it still only takes the space of a, a desk or um, uh, you know, a small conference room table. So just for space considerations and power consumption considerations, it's a lot more economical to look at these kind of off the shelf, small footprint technologies for some of these part task trainer capabilities. So they came forward with the problem statement of they needed C5 air refueling training. And we had three different projects who had worked on virtual reality training for very large aircraft. So they each um, presented um, their variant of what they had already done, right? So we are not asking vendors to create a new demo or a new program just for this event. We're asking you to bring what you've already done for somebody else and show us how that works and then, how, and then talk about how you might adapt that into the, this problem space. Um, and, and I think the value there is a lot of times um, the things that they've built already in demos is, is pretty impressive. And we just need to get that in front of people to know what options are there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was saying, I, I listened to a conversation uh, recently talking about some of the new technology coming out and virtual reality with goggles, headsets, you know, that you can put on. And they were also talking about like haptic gloves that 
where you can actually feel. So like a, a maintainer could uh, do training where he actually feels like he's holding a wrench in his hand, you know, or uh, they, they said, you know, if you drop a bolt into your hand, you could feel it like hit. So, I mean, you, you get kind of a sense of what it's really like. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's the kind of stuff that you guys are looking at or. Yeah. Those sorts of things. Um, uh, um, the haptic feedback is one, the maintainer community loses, uses that a whole lot more than our air crew training folks do. Cause most of our air crew, um, are on stations on the aircraft, yeah. although we do have, uh, air crew training applications that um, also revolve around the ground crew servicing that aircraft. So one of our projects with a virtual reality um, uh, trainer is uh, for loading bombs or other weapons on the aircraft and using the ground equipment, um, they call them jammers, that drive those um, uh, devices around on the aircraft ramp. And um, as you come, might imagine, it's... it's um, it, it's a little bit of an awkward thing to drive around and sure. we want people to be able to test that and practice that in station in places where they don't always have aircraft there on the ramp to practice with or you know you don't always have um, um, access to all the different types of weapons at one base so if we have them in virtual reality they can they can load almost anything out of the inventory into that program and be able to test with that or, or, or train with that and and practice it before they have to go out on the ramp and try it in real life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes all kinds of sense. I mean, um, you know, you're talking about avoiding potential accidents, you're talking about not tying up scarce resources by doing training on them. Um, all, all of those things make um, a lot of sense, especially for organizations. Um, so, um, so really, it's just a matter of kind of reaching out to, to groups that maybe aren't using this kind of technology right now, but have a problem that needs to be solved. Right. Or groups that have started using this kind of technology and have questions and want to try something out that, that see what else is out in that space that they might want to use. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so tell us this year, so it, would it be Emily again? Emily, are you going to be the producer again this year for the match game or... Probably, yeah. Okay, all right. So it is, how's it gonna run this year? Um, so we're thinking of doing a similar setup to how we set it up last year. Um, we had the units present their issue. Um, so just as a random example that we really liked using last year, um, let's say you have, you wanna work on the flux capacitor and you wanna do some maintenance to it but it's really expensive and it's really labor intensive and you don't want students trying out on the actual device and risk breaking it. So you have three different vendors. So the unit presented their issue and then each vendor would come up with their own solution or kind of an example of a solution that they've done in the past. So one vendor shows you a desktop, another unit shows you that there's an app that they made um, and then the last one shows you something that's on your iPhone. And there are each different ways to solve the problem in a unique solution. And then there's a Q&A session where the units can ask the vendor um, questions about what they're presenting. And then last year, for to get some audience involvement, 
we mm -hmm. set it up so they could use Slido to vote for who was their favorite okay. solution for the problem. And then it's basically popularity uh, is the winner of the event. Okay. So and like Margaret said, the goal is to present different stuff that we were already working on and kind of get those conversations started. All right. And and now what happens when there's a match? Um, so Christina's award was presented and um, they got plaques that they could put up at their booth during the exit event so people could go around and talk to them and they would know that they participated in the game. And then also at the Air Force booth, we had a banner that had all 30 vendors who um, were a part of it, even if they didn't get a chance to be on stage, they were still included as part of the event. So people couldn't know that and talk to them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't automatically lend, lead itself to like a contract award or something like that, potentially. Um, it's it's just the, the start of a dialogue or? Right, that's correct. So it's it's a way to do um, part of our market research project process, really, and, and evaluating how to go about building a replacement system. It's, it's a way to get um, other ideas in the queue as we move forward on planning for those replacement projects. So um, in the case of the, of the three different problem statements from last year, um, all of those have progressed in some way towards um, working towards a solution, but none of them have resulted into a, a direct solicitation or contract award yet. Okay, all right. Uh, now the deadline to apply to be in the match game is September 9th, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And the application is really easy for the vendors. The application is just a couple of questions about the project that you, um, that you want to propose and mm -hmm. uh, you know the, the kind of work that you've done in the past, explaining what that is and um, who you've worked with in the government about that. And, um, and then also to send us um, a pitch deck. And we're not asking, again, we're not asking you to create anything brand new, just pull right. the thing off the shelf that you already use in your marketing yeah. materials to talk about the, the thing that, you're, um, that you've built or the, or the project you had. Now, in the case of our SBIR companies, a lot of them already have um, some materials about the projects that they've done. But but most of our other um, larger vendors do um, internal research and development projects and, and they'll have a pitch deck of, you know, a dozen or so slides that they can tell us a little bit about the project. And that's just what we use to kind of look at the pool of things and try and match up who's bringing technology and who has problem statements so we can put together a show. When it comes to actually putting out a video or the thing you're going to present, we work on that with the, the companies and the, um, and the teams that are cert hunters for the mm -hmm. event. We work on that through the month of October and November. So whatever you put in your application is just to tell us about what you're good at. And yeah. th then we work on the show together as a group before the, before the ITSIC event happens. So if you've never done business with the government before, with the Air Force, um, you, sh you could definitely apply and you guys will help get that, that team ready to go so that they can make a pitch and participate in the game. Sure. I mean, we'd like to have companies that have, um, you know, 
at least thought about and talked with an Air Force unit about what they, where they might fit within the world of, mm-hmm. of working with the government and working with the Air Force. Um, but, but yeah, if there's somebody that hasn't worked with the government at all, you know, please reach out and apply. Even if it doesn't work for Match Game, um, the innovation team can help help you try to get in touch with the right sorts of people to get started in working with the Air Force too. That's another part of our mission. And, and I mean, this is a rapidly evolving technology area. I mean, there's changes coming up all the time. Um, probably get driven a lot by the gaming industry, you know, which is a which is a really big market. So. Um, so you're you're looking for all kinds of ways that you can leverage what's out there, cutting edge, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so um, if you're if you're interested in this kind of of thing, um, there's all kinds of training that can be done. The simulators division focuses on air crew training, and you know a lot of our bulk of our work is with flight training in particular, but there are all sorts of other things across the Air Force that are using AR, VR, gaming technology to do training, right? Mm. The medical community uses, uses um, virtual reality um, for training exercises. And it's amazing, right? Because you, mm. can, you can, some of the commercial applications I have seen with virtual reality in the medical community is that you can put on a set of virtual reality goggles and you can be in the same space as a surgeon working on a, on a patient in a way that you never could in real life. You could never mm-hmm. stand that close to what's actually happening in real life. So there are things that we can do with virtual reality in this game space that, that you, you just can't do in the real world, mm-hmm. which is kind of how training in um, the Air Force and um, other air training came about in the first place, right? Is because we wanted to be able to simulate crashing an aircraft without actually crashing an aircraft and hurting yep. people. Yeah. So although we've been doing it a long time, there's all kinds of other ways that simulation training can be used for all kinds of other career fields. Okay. Uh, so again, we talked about the deadline to apply, but the actual match game itself will be at ITSEC which is this massive conference in uh, Orlando every year, correct? Um, into November? Sure. Um, Marilyn, do you want to talk a little bit about what ITSIC is and, 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 and how, it, how it works and who's there? If you don't, I can. Oh, I think what Emily did. She was probably clicking on the microphone that's by her face and not the microphone <laughs> at the bottom. Anyway, that's what I was doing. No, so ITSIC is the week after Thanksgiving, and the Air Force is hosting ITSIC this year. Mm. And um, there will also be, of course, all the other units, um, Army, Navy, Marines, Space Force. Um, I don't know if I got everybody there, but if I didn't, um, all of the different like National Guards are there. And, there, and so many of the people in the service have um, are in our quad booth. We've got this booth that we're in, and every year, depending on who is the host, it shifts a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then we have a presence in the booth, and we'll be doing demos, and, and um, we'll have the grill will be in there with us. Um, some of the other there's a medical unit that'll be in there with us. Um, there's there's several different areas, several different divisions that will be in the Air Force booth with us. But there will also be opportunities 
on, on the um, on the floor, which is where most of the vendors that visit have access to the floor to walk around and see the different exhibits that are there and trial the different headsets and the different explosions. And, you know, there's just so much that goes on on the floor. There's also the opportunity to get on um, those, what are those called, advanced, you know, continuing learning uh, credits, CLUs yep. or what? CLUs, yep. Yeah. So you can go into rooms and learn about different uh, different things that are going on, as well as, uh, I know Margaret and Emily put a paper in. Um, Margaret and everybody put a paper in. Margaret and, you know, people from the units. But there, there are going to be lots of different sessions that you can look at the brochure and look at the brochure that comes out daily and pick the schedule you're going to follow. It's, it's a great opportunity for our vendors that do come, as well as the Air Force units that come. Last year, I mean, Air Force units we worked with, so many of them had never been there before, had never heard of it before. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it gave a great opportunity for people to work together and to see how innovative some of these companies can be. Um, I mean, we just got so much positive feedback from it. And this will be the, I don't know, I feel like this is the third or fourth time I've gone. It, with, with COVID, it's hard to tell because, you know, we were at home for at least one of them. So I think this is going to be my fourth ITSIC. And it is, it is just incredible. And it's just a place to get your feet wet for trying out new simulators meet new people, make contacts, and, you know, put some really positive pictures on your LinkedIn, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it all starts with a dialogue, right? I mean, you've got to, you got to get the right people together and talking about ways to solve problems. Right. So it's a, the, the, the conference website is iitsec.org. And it stands for the Inter-Service Industry Training Simulation and Education Conference. So there are all kinds of um, sessions and papers and um, things about training, education, and simulation, and where all those things intersect, because the, those, those topics all overlap a, a lot. Um, and, and like Marilyn said, there are dozens and dozens of vendors that come and put up massive displays to try out on the expo floor and mm -hmm. it's a great place to meet and talk with folks um it, it's it's fifteen thousand of your closest friends in training and simulation right uh so um yeah we'll make sure that we put the website in the uh, show notes it yeah. is uh so that pretty much brings us to the end of our time but before we close out i just want to see is there anything that i forgot to ask about or anything that you would really like to reiterate about um, about match game or or uh, itsic. Um, I wanted to go ahead and say that also as part of the event this year, we're going to take some time, and the innovation. So we're going to talk about the next pitch date, which is going to be occurring in June, twenty twenty three, and we're going to have a topic and we're going to talk about it um, during a part of the event. So folks who come can also learn about that and as an opportunity to actually get a contracting award. So that'll be something else that we go over. Right. So our next, our, ne our pitch day will be in 2023. It will be a, an SBIR topic again. 
Um, so it'll be small businesses, but um, it will be for direct to phase two topics and mm -hmm. we'll have more information on that coming out. Um, and then to get match game applications, um, just email us at the address that'll be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. We'll make sure we include that address in there so that people can email you directly for more information about it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, ladies, thanks for joining us today on Leadership Blog and helping us understand uh, about Match Game 2022. Uh, I really appreciate your all's time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Daryl.